okay, well, but you still don't have any facts or figures to back that shit up. So right. listen, as usual on this podcast, <laughs> are we ever qualified? No. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is amazing. We're opening up with a serenade. Okay. No, we're not fucking. No, we were not. We're not fucking putting this in the episode. I'm just saying yes, yeah. it feels on this mic that like you're in a recording booth. Okay, like so I can please, by the all sensitivity means. of it. By all means. Should I warm up my throat? No, nope. I don't think you need to. <laughs> I think you can go right on in. <laughs> I actually don't think I've ever seen you embarrassed. Please go. No. <laughs> Come on. For fuck's sakes. Let's do this. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I crying? This is, <laughs> this is like. Stop stalling. Okay. Wait, wait. Okay. I can read your mind. <laughs> I don't even know what that song is. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I can okay, read your we mind. Start? Oh, I don't know. Has he left yet? Yeah, he's left. Oh, no. Oh, he's still here. I can read your mind. And I know your story. <laughs> no, I want to take can this seriously, Sasha. Stop can it. Yeah, sing it in a tune though that I. Can I'm hear. trying to find it. <laughs> okay, find the tune and then then restart. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. He hasn't left. Should we just go? Who cares? Okay, let's fine. Go. Um. Okay, so let's get into um. The drama for the week. Yeah. Ready? Ready? Okay. Hey, Sasha and Lainey. Background. I'm a dude in my mid-30s who dates girls and boys. I date a fair amount, but have definitely given more focus to my career than love life, and I'm pretty senior at a big company for my age. Last year, I was in the U.S. on a production shoot for my job, which happened to be with the armed forces. One guy there was ridiculously handsome, as in picture Charlie Hunnam without ghosting his girl. Plus, he was so smart and funny. For podcast brevity's sake, I'll try to give the Coles notes. Despite me being in work mode, we hit it off. He showed me around town. We had one of those all-night-before-sunrise style dates, ended up having amazing sex, and he drove me to the airport the next day. I'm hot. I'm hot already. I love this so <laughs> Charlie much. Charlie Hunnam, yes, yes. done. I thought it was just going to be a fling, but it turned into texts and calls for months and something pretty special, including talking about his mental health and PTSD. 
I ended up flying to meet him the next time I was on a shoot in the States. I really like this guy. He wants to do long distance, but I'm realistic. I did the long distance thing before and it's hard and even more so if that's how you start a relationship, let alone one that's on opposite coasts and countries. So here's my drama. He's brought up over these 10 plus months that what's between us emotionally is greater than the distance. I know that if we were going to be together, one of us would likely not be able to work for a while in the other um, in the other's country. As the realist, I also know it would be hard for him to parlay his U.S. military job to something here in Canada. I also make more than him, so I could support him, but not vice versa. Anyway, lately he's asked if I'd take the leap and follow my heart and just leave everything to come be with him. Is it crazy to leave my life behind to try? I love my career, but I don't know where we go from here if one of us doesn't take that big step. That being said, we've only spent five days together in person. Can't wait for your insights. I hope it's an argument. You can call me by my name, Oliver, and him, Elio. Oh, okay. Love you. I love you, Oliver. Um, okay. Thanks, and hope your fam is safe and healthy. Oliver. Yeah, you. this made her day. This is a You were supposed very... to say Elio. Oh, sorry. Fuck, did no. you not like that movie? No. Fuck. Anyway, we're fighting already. Yeah, I hate. I hated that movie. I'll actually just say that very, very stop it aggressively. I hated that fucking movie. Why? Uh, for every reason. <clears throat> you challenged me. I like it was so. It was unbelievable. It was um, so like ugh, artsy, stupid shit, and I just hated everything about it. I thought actually, I will say that I thought. Um, the the way that they shot it like how picturesque it was like the art direction was great but everything else i thought was fucking i thought this the storyline was absolute well diarrhea but anyway a great start no no we'll fight about this but i don't think we're gonna fight about what we will tell oliver really okay tell me so oliver oliver wants to know if he should go and be with elio or if elio should come and be with him it sounds like Elio saying, come to me, like leave your life and let's, let's start in the United States of America. Right. Okay. So what are you saying? Um, well, it's interesting. The fact that Oliver's like, oh God, long distance relationships are hard. Well, you know, what's harder <laughs> picking up your life, leaving it, saying goodbye to everything you've built to go see somebody and live with somebody that you've seen five times in your entire life. I think that trumps harder um, than doing a long distance relationship. I think if it's worth it to you, if Elio has your heart and you're like, this sex is good, the chemistry's there. Oh my God, we are connected in all the ways. Then if a long distance relationship was to succeed, this might be the one that could succeed. So before leaving your job that you're so good at that you enjoy that pays the bills try the long distance before you fucking burn everything you've built so far that's my gut like um is I that love even the love on story. the table is that option on the table what option the long distance option well no because oliver said he's tried it before and, and long distance relationships are hard um that's what he said. I think long distance relationships get a bad rap. Uh, yeah, because they're hard. You have to have a strong ass foundation built 
with bricks and bricks and bricks of trust for them to succeed. They're hard. Yeah. But when they start off like this already, you're already used to not seeing each other all the time anyway. Well, it's been 10 months of them dating, quote unquote, dating long distance, right? Yeah. The last time, the last time they seen each other was 10 months ago. Okay. So what are you going to say? You're going to say leave, leave everything you I built? don't know. I just don't know why Elio can't come to Canada. Yes. I, that is the, that would be my other follow-up question is it would, I know that, well, Oliver says it would be hard for him to parlay his job skills in Canada. Why? I mean, I don't know. That's what he said. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right now we're looking at a new world, man. Who knows mm. what jobs parlay where? Um, That's true. Nobody has a fucking job yeah. for the most part. So yeah. there's that. Um, and I think that given that you seem to be more financially viable, you know, there's nothing like money to destroy a relationship or money mm-hmm. problems. Money problems. Yeah. Um, so that is obviously the realist approach. Like, and I'm, and I'm not saying realist, I mean, I mean, realist approach mm-hmm. to like be so pragmatic and scientific about something that doesn't really subscribe to realism. <laughs> Love mm-hmm. doesn't have reason. So I don't even know if any of this is going to land like all this logic and reasoning because this is love, right? And when you're, sure. when you're two people who are madly in love and you've had this magical night and five other magical days. <laughs> yeah. Um, that oftentimes is stronger than reasoning. Um, so in in a situation where you want to do something mad for love anyway and just be together, try it. Um, why does it have to be you? Like, uh, why can't Elio... Like, yes, I, I say, if you're going to say yes, let's do this. Elio. Yes. I, I want to, (laughs) you, I want to be the Oliver to your Elio. Then Oliver, I don't understand why it has to be you going there. Yeah. It seems like Oliver has, um, more to risk by moving towards Elio. I know Elio has a job. He's in the armed forces, but the fact that Oliver makes more money and, um, Seems to have more stability, it would make more sense for Elliot to come to him. Yeah. But before that, my advice would be first try to have like um, a deep relationship and a deep connection, uh, at least for a few months long distance. And then, then if there is like, if you have to pick or choose, I think Elio should come to Oliver. Yeah. I think, I think Elio, I, 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 I under, like you're, you listen, Oliver, as you said, um, you know, it would be hard for him to parlay his U.S. military job to do something here in Canada. I'm not totally sure, like, of that in the sense of, I think that's a really good credential. And being in the military, there's so many transferable skills. I, yeah, I don't necessarily think that that. I and un- I understand what you're saying, and yet I also think, I mean, not to be a bummer here, but don't overestimate your job attractiveness in the u.s particularly now i would be going to the u.s so it's even steven like yeah right so given that you're the one who has the security right now and you make more money so why wouldn't elio come here yeah it seems that that's weird that that wasn't um up for up for debate but to your point sash like why couldn't he finish his what's it called like tenure in the army 
Mm-hmm. Is it a tour that they do? Yeah, you're asking the wrong person. I have no idea. But like, I, I'm assuming that they're quite young. I don't know why, but I just am. They're in their 30s. <laughs> they're in their 30s. I mean, that means that Elio probably has has a lot more years to go in the army. Right. Listen, I, I think if, he could if get a job somebody... in the army. Like, couldn't he get a job in like the the police force here? Fuck if I know. There's lots of jobs know. here. I just think go in where the stability the is. Force. Okay, but go where the stability is. I so think. Elio should cut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did I finish that one sentence? <laughs> I just realized I was Elio like, what are you talking about? Why have you made you an Canada. expert in the police force? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just know a lot of people who've applied lately. That's why. Okay. Well, but you still don't have any facts or figures to back that shit up. So right. listen. As usual on this podcast. <laughs> Are we ever qualified? No, never. <laughs> That's the whole point of this. We're very unqualified. But again, let us know because maybe we're missing something about the armed forces and the crossing over into countries and how you're not allowed to work there. But what I'm trying to say to Oliver is get Elio to move to Canada. Do that. Makes more sense. You've got more money. And um, who the fuck wants to move to the States right now? Also, I'm very, very eager to see the Charlie Hunning. Wait, Charlie Hunnaming is. Yes. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Can we get like an Instagram picture? Yeah. Or something? Can we just see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're desperate. We've yeah. expressed that already. I mean, that might affect our our advice. Yeah. Then we'd be like, go. <laughs> we'd be like, uh, yeah, Run go now. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be like, Mm-mm, scratch everything we said. Get your fucking yeah. ass down there. Totally. Um, okay, good luck, Oliver. Keep us posted. Send us a picture. Send us a picture. Okay, next. Oh, wow. What a, here's an opening. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Sash and Lainey. I'm secretly fucking livid at two of my closest friends and I don't know what to do. All right. Here's the backstory. It's kind of long, but we're all stuck inside, so you have the time, LOL. (laughs) True. Four years ago, I met two of my closest friends. Let's call them Megan and Diana. Interesting. Hmm. Um, And we all started at our company just weeks apart. At first, we were all super close, hanging out together all the time, both outside and inside of work. Group chats, the works. However, a couple of years ago, I noticed they started doing stuff without me, like going to lunch. Them doing things without me fucking hurt, but I know I have childhood trauma caused by my mother's abandonment that sometimes causes me to be overly sensitive. I also feel super ashamed and angry at my neediness, so I left it alone. As time went on, I noticed more and more distance between us, so I finally said something and they claimed I was being sensitive and nothing had changed. Fast forward to last year when Diana got engaged. She said she was only going to ask her sister and two cousins to be bridesmaids because her fiancé was only having three groomsmen and she didn't want to choose between Megan and me. 
Fast forward again to the wedding, the weekend of the wedding, and I'm at a pre-wedding dinner when a friend asks the bride who her bridesmaids were, and she says her cousin, sister, and Megan. She said Megan's name so fast, I thought I heard her wrong, so I asked her to repeat it, and she said Megan while refusing to look at me. Guys, I was hurt. So, so fucking hurt. It felt like a gut punch, but I couldn't show it, so I just smiled like an idiot and said, oh, cool, that's so great. To be clear, it really had nothing to do with Diana not picking me. That part was hurtful, but I would have been over it in a day. The painful part was them keeping it from me. It's not like they didn't have the opportunity. They saw me every day and all we did like for the last year was talk about the wedding. I said nothing about the entire weekend because I said nothing about it the entire weekend because the last thing I wanted to do was make her wedding weekend about me. Now that we're back from the wedding, I can't seem to stop feeling hurt and honestly a little betrayed. Am I being overly sensitive? I know the bride has every right to pick her wedding party, but I just wish they told me. That's cold, man. Yeah. So, Did she leave um, a name? What's that? Did she leave a name? No, but we should just call her Kate. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Let's <laughs> let's finish that circle. Um, I uh, can I just tell you what I that is what, cold. Like, it is. Can cold. we just acknowledge like, for Kate's sake because I think she needs someone to say to her like, "Hey, yes, a lot of people you were would done feel well. yeah, yeah." And I and that's what I was feeling the whole time you were reading this. I was like, "Oh." fuck oh that really hurts oh yeah fuck like an upper punch an uppercut oh that felt bad to hear and then while you were continuing to read it I was like you know what sometimes sometimes shit just hurts and sometimes uh I don't know if it's worth necessarily bringing up the pain because what's done is done right they made their decision her friend made her decision to pick someone else as a bridesmaid and I think sometimes you can just, if you're aware enough, um, to figure that out and sort that out on your own. And I know that's not necessarily fair. I know that's not, um, you know, the the best answer I could give you. It, it, it doesn't feel great. It doesn't make you feel like there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. But at the same time, I think sometimes you can just figure and sort out your issues on your own. Because that, that that's, what are you going to do with this situation? right? You're going to confront them, talk to you, talk to them about why they didn't choose you, which will hurt even more. I don't know. I, I just feel like the lesser of uh, the lesser pain would be to just figure it out on your own, like to come to the conclusion that that's what happened. They made their decisions because she didn't want you there. She didn't want, she didn't, she chose someone else instead of you. That's the brass tacks of it. Doesn't make it any less painful but it is what it is. Yeah. I, I think that I, yeah, I agree with you in the sense of what is the point, right? Like what's the yeah. end game? What's the end goal? To have someone tell you to your face. No, I think for Kate, it? I think for Kate, it would be venting like, Hey, you dicks. That made me feel like shit. But that's why she wrote to us. That's why I'm like, yeah. good. You vent, you vented, you vented and we can be your sounding boards to say that, yeah, you were done dirty. You know, somehow, you sometimes though, when someone does you dirty, the only satisfaction or the best, like the most satisfying thing is you want to like yell in their face. I mean, of course, venting is important to everyone, but you want to get mad at the people you're mad at. Yes, but not everyone has, no. uh, you know, not, that's not always the right way to go or the normal way to go, right? Yeah. Like, why would you choose that option? Like, I don't know. I just feel like 
Um, I get why she wants to talk about it, but I also understand why she feels like she's hit a dead end because what are you going to gain from that? More pain. Yeah. I mean, what she says here is um, she can't stop feeling hurt and a little betrayed. Um, check so and check. She, basically what she wa- wants to say, she wants to let them, like she wants them to know that, you know, you could have just told me instead of letting I, me find out that way. I don't necessarily buy what Kate says about how she's like, oh, but if they just told me, I'd be fine about it. I don't think you'd be fine about it. Either way, like it was still painful, whether or not she told you before or uh, before that dinner, you would still be pissed off. You'd still feel the same fucking anger. Don't you think? I think so too. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I think that what we're trying to get around right now and Kate brace yourself, like we're like, we, we agree you were done dirty and anyone would be mad. In this situation, though, it helps to sort of acknowledge what the truth is. And the truth is that these two people are closer to each other Mm -hmm. than they are to you. I think that that's undeniable, right? Yeah. And sometimes that happens. But that doesn't deny the fact that they love her and like being around her and still want to have a friend group together. Yeah. So, yes, it sucks that they are closer to each other than they might be to you, but it doesn't mean that you're not close to them. Like you are still at a pre-wedding dinner. Totally. So that might've been like just a detail that you threw in to give us what the situation was, but that was a detail that I picked up on. I don't like, I know that people don't have people at their pre-wedding dinner unless they're legit. Like, I don't want to fucking someone I don't give a shit about at my pre-wedding dinner. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. at the wedding, sometimes you have to invite like work people or some acquaintance or some friend of your parents or whatever that you you don't really know that you could give a shit about. But the pre-wedding dinner is for like homies. Totally. And you were there. So yeah. they love each other 10 out of 10 and they love you nine and a half. <laughs> Listen, not I would to be nine super, and a half. Not to be super <laughs> immature about things. And to quantify no, things, right. but you're right. And nine and a half is still really good. Yeah, <laughs> that means you're still in there. As to the question of why, it, for sure. I mean, I think they definitely dropped the ball in not telling you. Megan dropped the ball in not letting you know about Diana, and Diana's kind of like standing around, like it's not her place to tell anybody. And oh. yet, at the same time, it's a really hard conversation to have when yeah. the truth is you are closer to somebody else but you don't want to hurt the person you are also close with, just not as close. So it's a weird, these are the, these are the fucked up human dynamics that, that have no, there's no roadmap in how to, to get there and how to, to how to be. Um, and the bottom line here is the one takeaway I hope for you is that they do care about you. You clearly yeah. were involved in the wedding in some way. You were at the pre-wedding dinner you're obviously considered a good enough friend. Um, it's just that sometimes people are best friends and that's how it and, works. And, and decisions are made. I mean, I think that what's interesting that you bring up, Lainey, which um, is interesting is if we had gotten an email from Megan saying, what do I do? I want to choose Diana as my bridesmaid, but I, you know, yeah. I'm going to have to leave 
uh, what do you call her, Kate, on the doorstep. Yeah. I think my advice would be, I don't think you should talk. I don't think you need to have a one-on-one with Kate to tell her why she's not part of your bridal party. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is, this is why I'm saying, like, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of feelings here, and I don't necessarily know if they have to be presented to everybody. Like, this is the reason why I don't want you to be my bridesmaid. Right. Or this is the reason why I was hurt that you didn't make me a bridesmaid. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Like sometimes there's just things that are what they are. And it's not to say that your pain isn't warranted. It just, for me, I just don't think you will gain anything positive out of confronting the issue. I just, yeah. I mean, listen, I think that it was weird for sure that yeah. Megan like left it to the last minute to inform Kate. So we still acknowledge that. Like, let's be very clear there. Like you for sure were done dirty. Their communication sucked. We're just trying to say that the communication was awkward to begin with. Like, it's just really a weird thing to say when all of you are friends and they do care a lot about you. They just happen to be closer. And I don't know, like that's just, some people just click better than others. When you and Yasik have your uh, renewal of your vows, are you going to have any bridesmaids? No. <laughs> no? No. Because of this, because of this exact reason? No, I just think many- that that would be so weird. Like, mm, why do you want to be a bridesmaid? Yeah. <laughs> You're such a liar. Yes, I would. I don't want to do anything for you. Like, I don't want to have to, like, do stuff and, like, organize so stuff. So what but I wanna- do you think being a bridesmaid would be? Like having a really nice dress and standing next to you and being like, I was a bridesmaid. <laughs> I don't want to fucking do anything. I was a bridesmaid at Lainey's re-wedding? Yes. Oh my God. Like. <laughs> We've been talking about that for so long. You better fucking do that. Okay, Especially after this I'll, quarantine. Maybe I'll, but then that, like, what if I ask you and I don't ask Duanna? That would never happen. <laughs> what would happen would you be asked, you'd ask Duanna and you wouldn't ask me. <laughs> No, but then if I asked Duanna, then, well, for sure, like, Fiona is my best friend. Yes, of course. So I would have Fiona before I had you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. Thank you. She's the 10, <laughs> and I'm I'm hitting eight and a half right now. I get it. But then, like, how many bridesmaids would I have? Anyway, this is not about my Sorry. fantasy rewedding. Okay, right. This is about right. Kate, Megan. You brought this up. Um, Sorry, I just wanted something to look forward to. <laughs> um, anyway, so Kate, unfortunately, like, there's no, like, there's no easy solution here. If you need to get it off your chest, like we're not going to be able to stop you. Just think about what you want out of that and mm-hmm. what you're going to get that you don't know already. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, sorry. Like, yes, it's a shitty feeling and nobody wants to feel left out. That sucks. In this case, though, I don't know that you're totally left out. You're still in. You're pre-wedding, pre-wedding party in. That's pretty in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Let us know if you have any more questions. (laughs) Okay. And then here we go. Hello. First, some background. I'm a healthcare worker who's been working in hospitals throughout COVID. I have a roommate and was telling her how horrible and stressful and awful the whole experience has been and how I'm emotionally drained. This is important to remember. One night, I got home from my shift around 9 p.m. I was sitting on my bed trying to relax, knowing I was on call and couldn't like get high or have a drink like normal. I've been dating a guy off and on for a year. We've broken up twice and gotten back together. It's not crazy or dramatic. We just have wanted different things at different times, and it's always been mature and friendly. 
we started seeing each other again a month ago. So my roommate comes into my room while I'm trying to forget the day. She's laughing hysterically and shows me that she found my boyfriend's Tinder profile. I started to get upset, but mostly because she was laughing and I was exhausted. She saw I was getting upset and goes, I didn't mean to upset you, and shoves her phone closer to my face and goes, but this is him. This is your boyfriend on Tinder, right? And kept laughing. I told her to get the hell out of my room. It's been a week and I'm still shaking with anger writing this. I called my BF the next day and he said he was on Tinder while we were broken up, but deleted the app. Again, I really didn't care. I was seeing other people while we were off too, and he's not a cheater and I trust him, but I don't think I can ever speak to my roommate again. Every time I think about her laughing, I feel physically ill. Am I overreacting? I don't think I am, mostly because I'm quick to forgive and never hold a grudge, like I can get over anything. But I don't see myself ever being able to be friends or to speak to my roommate again. Please tell me if I am overreacting and out of line. Um, okay, well, I want to obviously thank our writer because she is doing... Let's call her Angel because she's an okay, angel. Yes, Angel. Angel, yeah. you are doing all this amazing stuff for us, keeping us safe and keeping us healthy. So we give you so much gratitude. So Mad I just wanted props. to start that. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, obviously this is a very stressful time for Angel. Um, and I feel like, is her roommate a big fuck face? Yes. Um, do I think that she should never talk to her roommate again? No, I think that this is something that they, like, she's going to have, listen, we're in this for, however many more months, I don't think you can be cooped up living with someone, especially under these circumstances and feel that much anger and resentment towards someone that's not going to do Angel's mental health any good. So I think that it would be like the, the most important thing I think should happen is to talk to her roommate. Angel needs to talk to her roommate and say, and be upfront. Listen, I'm coming back from fucking horror shows every day. Like a war zone. Uh, yes, I am beyond tapped. And the way that you brought up uh, finding my boyfriend on Tinder and then laughing in my face was so insulting and so disrespectful that I need you to know that. And I think if Angel just says that flat out, you're not looking for any fucking response. You just tell her how you feel about the situation and let your fucking roommate ideally come to her senses and apologize. But to not want to talk to your roommate isn't going to, isn't going to help, isn't going to make you feel better. Isn't going to like nourish your living space for the amount of time that you need it to. After this is all over, yes, pack your shit up and find yourself a new roommate, find yourself a new apartment. But to pretend like you're, but to pretend like this person doesn't exist is only going to fuck you over. I, I think that. I think our priority right now is preserving Angel's energy. Of course. So Angel, you have to ask yourself, and that's what I think I want to ask you, um, what will take more of your energy? Will it take more of your energy to ignore and never speak to this roommate again and not like, and be so mad. like, like it takes energy to avoid someone too, right? So like you live with this person. So is it going to be, is it going to be about you expending energy, like waiting for them to go to bed before you go into the kitchen and get a glass of water or make something to eat? Or then like while you're cooking in the kitchen, like give the person the silent treatment, there's energy in that as well. Like, 
And so I, I just, and, but Hey, if you're the kind of person who doesn't spend any energy doing that shit, great. Like, you but know, that doesn't exist. It's like science-based that you spend more energy being angry at someone than you are to be nice to someone. Well, I don't know. Like well, but- I, I'm pretty good okay, at here we go. Yeah, here we <laughs> redirecting go. anger into something very positive. In fact, it, it works for me, but I know not everybody also- is like that. If if you were living with Yasik and what you are, and he was fucking annoying you and poking at you and irritating the hell out of you, I don't think you'd be able to redirect your anger no. towards something positive. No, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Especially where, when you're in this, like you're sharing yeah. a space with somebody, right? And can't leave. Right. So Angel, but listen, we don't know you. So you may be you know, the fact that you're even considering never speaking to your roommate again means that like you think that you might be capable of it. I just want to know if you understand the energy that will go into never speaking to this person again, because if it's going to take up your energy, it's not like Sasha and I want you to like be nice to this person. Fuck her. She's a fucking asshole. Like, let's get that right. She is a fucking asshole was a cunt move. And like, she sucks. She sucked in that moment. However, for us, we want you to have the energy to be able to live your life and do your job and like save people and be the hero that you are. So what is going to suck more of your energy? Having to like decide every day what your strategy is going to be to avoid this person and hate them and be mad at them and not speak to them. Or, you know, for, I don't know, half an hour, be like, hey, dick face, this is what you did the other day. (laughs) Piss me off. You suck. Never do that again. Like, you know, know better, do better, be better, because I am out there fucking working for you, your mother, your brother, your son, whatever. Like, um, and then see what happens. Now, if you don't get the reaction you need or and if it's that and then at least, you know, right, it's out there and then you can have a conversation about the plan. Okay, well, we can't move out because of COVID-19. So let's uh, schedule some hours. Here's your schedule. I don't want to see you between these hours and these hours. This is when I work. So please make yourself scarce. You're a fucking asshole. Stay away from me. Then you know, right? Yeah. But, um, but Hey, if you are, if you're, if you're committed to not speaking to her ever again, and you can spend that energy and, or you don't like, it's not energy wasted, then go for it. No. Well, and yes, in, you know, in a, in a perfect time, in a perfect place, then maybe she could do that. But the fact that it's, it's been stewing and she's fucking still so angry a week after this means it's not doing her any good. So Angel, I would really like absolutely listen to what Lainey just said, which is like expend your energy wisely right now and um, holding a grudge and trying to, as Lainey said, dodge someone at every turn in like this apartment is only going to cause you more stress and more anger. It would be really just good if you just fucking unleash on her yeah, and get your anger out that way. And I love what you said, Lainey, because I think you have to be really straight with this chick because she clearly has no understanding. Of well, she didn't filter her fucking self to you. Exactly. To say, don't ever fucking do that again to me. Right? Yeah. Like, don't ever put me in that situation while I am trying to save some goddamn lives here yeah. to add some stress into me and fucking mock me. Can you do please remember that. that when I got home that night at nine o'clock, I had saved this many lives, tr- perhaps lost some lives, put my own life on the line and you're a fucking dick. And you want to just laugh in my face. Yeah. Like I think you have, that is where you need to redirect your, your energy is to have that 
that conversation. Confront, like, confront her with how you feel about what went down. Angel, we appreciate you. We love you. <laughs> Tell us when this is going to be over. <laughs> Angel, you're the best. Yeah, you're keep really... us posted on that, though. Thanks for I'd your like work. Know... Yeah, thank you so much for your work, but also keep us posted because I'd like to know. Um, it's kind of like a good case study for us, lady, just to find out what someone's reaction would be when she's being confronted with having like been such a fucking douche to somebody. I would really like to know what the blowback is on that. And if the roommate does, you know, step back and go, Oh my God, I was a real asshole or, Oh my yeah. God, I was drinking that. I was drinking too much that night or I'd smoked too much weed and I was being totally obsessive. I'd like to know how this um, wraps up. But Angel, please know you're the best. Yeah. We, we really, really, really admire you. Cause yeah. you know what we're doing is staying at home and fucking talking shit at each other. Meanwhile, you're going out there and you're doing your, your thing. And he's fucking dealing with homogenized milk paint. And we're actually doing good shit. Um, But keep your questions coming. I have so many great questions that you guys have been filling my inbox with. So I appreciate it. Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and leave comments and reviews. Stay safe. (laughs) Stay even more safe. Yeah. This has to be over soon. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.